world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So it seems uh, my interview with Vice News, where I asked if somebody would take Ruth Bader Ginsburg zip lining, I'd pay for the whole trip. I've received no less than 50 offers of people who will take her zip lining. <laughs> That's pretty good. So it's pretty cool. And I know you're all waiting with bated breath to find out what's going on with our Rogers concealed carry case and everything else. So today I got in my car and I drove 20 miles past my house. And I went and woke him up. He was wearing his Superman jammies, okay? Nice. And I woke him up. I poured a half a like cup of coffee jammies. down his throat. And I have Scott Bach in the studio to clarify things. Who wears jammies? You. Is his mic on? He's, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. He was, he was wearing Superman jammies. And uh, am I right or wrong? You're wrong. Bullshit. So anyway, everybody wants to know, this obviously is the biggest, most important thing. I have other things I want to discuss with you. We tried to get Dan Schmutter on the show today, too, but because we wanted to talk about the knife rights case and the Rogers case. But he couldn't make it, case. so you got me instead. Well, you were, se you were second <laughs> no, choice. No, that's okay. Oh, wait, I tried to get Nap into You were third choice. Third choice. Then I tried third to get choice. David Jensen. No, fourth choice. Hey, Sorry. Here's a charm. Fourth, fourth choice after <laughs> David Jensen, too. So, Scott... Uh, Everybody's waiting to hear what's going on. You know, there's so many rumors out there. And uh, so dispel some of the myths and give some clarity and give your, you know, your professional opinion and your gut feeling we would like to. Because, you know, I did a rant with Dan Schmutter, and I'm like, so what do you think is going to happen with the Rogers case? Eh, it can go either way. Yeah, you know, and then the, the responses I got from people were like very encouraging, Dan. <laughs> you, 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 you know, like, and I understand he's a lawyer, and I know the whole bit, and he's trying to, you know, focus on all the variables, but a little gut feeling. So, yeah. hit it, Scott. Rogers case, Rogers case, Rogers case. Let's start the show with that. It could go either way. Son no. of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Look, um, it's a very exciting time. The, the, you know, last week the Supreme Court did not grant cert. It, it did not agree to take the appeal. It did not deny the appeal. It did not extend the wow. the time to, to come back, which is what it, normally that's what happened in the last case, in the Drake case. It kept relisting the case. So it could have relisted. It didn't. It could have denied certiorari or take, agreeing to take the case. It didn't. It could have, um, you know, taken the case, dropped the case, extended the case. It didn't do any of that. Okay? And what that means is it has intentionally put the case in limbo. Ugh. And Now, why would you do that? Yeah. Okay? It's not because you want the case to go away. It's because you have a plan. Okay? And, and our best guess is that that plan involves another case that's ahead of it in time, the New York City 
gun case, New York City, uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus the city of New York. Okay. Challenging New York City, the way New York City treats its residents with regard to firearms outside the home, which among other things, it theoretically prevents them from bringing firearms outside the jurisdiction of the city. So our best guess is that there's another case. They've already agreed to hear that case. They're going to establish some ground rules. And there's a few other cases in the posture, like Rogers, that have been in this legal limbo, right? And um, and so what's going to happen is it's going to be on hold until there's some ground rules established in the New York City case. And then one of two things will happen. The, the court will either agree to hear the case and apply the rules that are established in the New York case, or it will send the Rogers case back to the lower court to follow whatever rules it has established in the New York City case. So that is the long haul. What happened last week was not bad news, and in fact, it's actually good news. Yes! Okay, and it's good news because it also shows that in the court's view, um, this issue doesn't hinge on any one case. There's three or four cases, gun cases, not carry cases, but gun cases pending that are in a similar posture, okay, as as we are with the Rogers case. And what that means is whatever comes out of the New York City case is going to be, it's going to have pretty sweeping application. Look, in English, it means big changes coming, okay, and it's not bad news. Bad news would be the Supreme Court said, we're not hearing your appeal. The best news would be we're hearing your appeal. What we got was no news, which mm -hmm. is they're not telling us what they're doing. They just didn't relist it, which means it's not over. They didn't deny it. They didn't grant it. They're just holding it, and they're going to hold it until they decide they're not holding it anymore. There's not going to be any further announcement from the court of what its intentions are. Ugh. That's okay. Anthony. Limbo. I know. It's I, limbo. Hate, I hate the. Listen, I it, hate the living on the edge like it this. It means at worst. Another year of waiting. That's the uh. worst case. Okay. The New York City case is going to be argued this fall with a decision as early as the spring of 2020. Depending on what happens in the New York case, um, you know, it may dispense with the issues in our case. I doubt it because the Supreme Court doesn't like to make, they don't like to treat more than one issue in a case. They like to keep the issues really crisp and narrow in a case. Um, it's it's kind of how you construct the law. You take a little teeny piece here and a little teeny piece there, and that's how you create a brick wall eventually. But it's it's slow and painstaking, and for us, it's you know it's it's really difficult and painful to go through that process. But ultimately, it's good news. They didn't say no like they did in the Drake case, and it means we live to fight another day, um, and it means the court has a plan. And the plan last time was we're not taking it. Now there's a plan. It's going to unfold, and we're just going to have to wait and see. So people should be encouraged by what occurred and should not be disappointed. It's going to be difficult to wait and painstaking to wait, but that's, that's where we are. Uh, I predict we are on the cusp of a major change. So, Scott, I know it's 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 it's... 
it's tough for me, someone like me, to wait because I'm not a lawyer like you guys, and you know how all these tactics work. And for the people out there, it's it, it's painful. It's yes. excruciating. Yes, because, it is. You know, where we we get to the we get an inch from the finish line, and then you know the race is frozen in time. Yep. And we're waiting for that photo right. finish. <clears throat> uh, so I'm looking at it from this aspect, but it is very very good news. But a lot of people don't know that. All of these cases, they don't happen by accident. Now, there's a few more cases behind this. David Jensen is spearheading one that the NRA has their backing on right. 100%. I think it's Gould, the Gould case, I right. think, in Massachusetts. That's up for review in June this month. Right. And then there's like three more behind it. So there's like five cases in different district courts that we're hoping that the Supreme Court will take one of them, correct? Yes, there is a national strategy that is unfolding. So, I mean, let's just pretend for a second that the Rogers case just went away. It's not like the carry issue is dead. There are multiple other carry cases pending and, and that will be pending in the United States and other Second Amendment issues. There is a grid of cases throughout the United States. So if one, no one's dependent on any one case. Now, that being said, Rogers is not going away now. But, um, but yeah, people need to understand that what's going on is it's the making of history. And that happens slowly and painstakingly when, when you're dealing with the U.S. Supreme Court. That's just the fact. As eager, listen, I'm certain there are a handful of justices who are as, just as eager as we are for a decision on right to carry. You know, because today's Supreme Court composition could change tomorrow. Yeah. You know, wash your it, mouth out with soap. Well, whatever. That's the truth. I mean, you know what what the Democrats are experiencing now with Trump appointing justices could easily flip the other way oh, under a different administration. Sure. So, you know, it, it's important to seize the moment when you have it. You know, and to come to the finish line and, as you say, have have it the race frozen. Very good analogy. That's how it is. But it it is what it is. We just have to stay the course. And what you said is right. Um, this case, the Rogers case, was picked very carefully. The issue, there are a number of carry cases around the country. We think ours is, no, well, ours is definitely number one in time. But we think it's number one in terms of the way the issue is framed. It's the narrowest, simplest possible expression. Here you have a perfect law-abiding citizen who's, who is no one special, who is seeking to exercise his rights under the Constitution. It is a crisp, crisp case written by Supreme Court experts. To, it's basically served up perfectly. And uh, that's why I think we've been put on hold because and not dispensed with is because they know this is the, the case to deal with the carry issue. So, but yeah, there's a part of a national grid of cases and if one goes down, the grid doesn't fail. The grid goes on. A part of me is hoping that when this case went up to the Supreme Court, that Justice Thomas, who's my favorite now, looked at it and goes, oh, finally. Like, that's what I, that's what I want to hope happened. Like, finally got the case that I want to queue up and, and address, you know. But obviously the New York case threw a little, you know, fly in the ointment here. But that's what I'm hoping. It's not a fly in the ointment. They could have put the New York case on hold. Two, there was something about the New York case that said to them, this is where we want to start. So rather than feeling like, oh, no, you know, they've taken the New York case, but not ours yet. We need to understand this is part of a process. We need to understand it's going to unfold. And 
you know, I predict it's going to unfold our way. Okay, do oh I know God. that? I'm, do I know that? No. No, but I that mean, makes that that because I, I predict it as well. So does Evan Knappen. Uh Dan is the only one that's pissing me off at this moment, which is which is okay because he, you know, I a love lawyer him. afraid to commit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what what I want people Who to understand, you know, Scott Bach and I are both board members. He's been a uh, board member for 19 years. I've been a board member for a month, and uh, you know, we get we get a lot of left media coming out, and there's a lot of stuff coming out. Let's stop right here. Let's do a reset, and let's think about this. Concerted effort by the NRA, state associations, legal scholars in D.C., Virginia, legal scholars in their respective states, queued up five cases going back three, four, five years ago with some of them, and now they're all making their way to the Supreme Court. If all you listeners out there think this happened by accident, and if you think this happened for free, you need to wake up, okay? I know everybody says there's all these other smaller organizations out there. I'm a member of all the smaller organizations. And a lot of these smaller organizations also submit briefs, right, Scott? Yes, like they do. Like SAF For submits briefs and everything. Yes. Uh, JPFO submits briefs, just like Knife Rights will submit a brief. Well, so we have to have some unity here, but these cases don't happen for free and they don't happen without guys like Bach and Jensen and Schmutter and Knappen and Coopers and Kirk and and who knows how many other attorneys Scott's just staring at me right now he's not committing to it but you know how many other people has this been run past to get this to the Supreme Court to get it worded properly and you know our state and our attorney general and their people they can try as they want but they're up against legal scholars that live, eat, breathe, and poop the Second Amendment, okay? This is not a part-time job for anybody that's involved in our case and every other case that's queued up. I mean, David Jensen is the lead attorney in the Gould case in Massachusetts, which is this month. It's coming up. Mm -hmm. So obviously our case affects that because the Supreme Court might reject his case or they might also hold it because right. our case is there. Could you imagine the Supreme Court has three or four of these cases and then we have an imbalance in, in the courts, right? We have a split in the courts right now, Scott. Can uh, you talk yeah. about that a little bit? Well, I mean, that's how that's one of the ways the cases make it to the Supreme Court. If you have, it's called a split in the circuits. In the circuits, it, that's in, it. Circuit courts are the middle level federal appeal uh, court and if you have two middle-level federal appeal courts saying diametrically opposite things, that's called a split in the circuits. And usually the Supreme Court steps in to address that so you don't have different rules in different parts of the country. They will try to step in and resolve it so there's one unified rule. And, you know, uh, you know, the, one of the good things about uh, these cases, we now do have a split in the circuits on key issues that we didn't have during Drake. During Drake. Okay. Okay, we have it during Roderick. <clears throat> different middle-level courts saying different things. So, you know, the odds favor a positive outcome on the carry issue. I, I, it sounds like lawyer speak, but, but Anthony, what you said is dead on. This doesn't happen by accident. And by the way, it doesn't happen right by accident either. You can bring a case. Just because you bring a case doesn't mean it's the right case doesn't mean it's the case that the Supreme Court is going to bite at or that it's going to go your way. Doing it right is an art. It's part of why it's, an art. It, Correct. it's part of why in the Rogers case we have multiple lawyers including one of the top US Supreme Court law firms in the United States, Cooper and Kirk in, in Washington DC. 
They are they understand the court deeply. They understand how to frame issues. This didn't happen by accident. When we announced that we were starting the Rogers case, I think it was February of 2018, it came out of left field. Everybody's like, what? Because at that point we didn't have the justices we have now. And, you know, we, we, were, we weren't fresh on the heels of uh, the, the loss in Drake, but, you know, it was a, a year or two in, a couple of years in. And, um, you know, people, what, what? well, the, that timing was quite deliberate, okay? And uh, the right moves, a succession of right moves put us in the right posture to be in the right place at the right time. And I wouldn't be upset about the New York City case. It's part of an unfolding pattern, and the U.S. Supreme Court has not said no. It means they're going to hear the issue. It means we're going to have certainty about that issue within the next year or so. Now, do you think we would have gotten this much juice if A, Scott wasn't a lawyer, B, Scott wasn't the executive director of the state association, if C, Scott wasn't an NRA board member? So we have good hooks in a battleground state like right. this that really lit the fire. You know, if it was just somebody submitting to the, what's it, the, what, do, what do you guys mean, the legal defense fund when you go the and ask for rights civil rights defense, defense fund, yeah. fund? They might not have taken him as serious or as valid, but with a 20-year track history here, we have this case queued up. So I, I, I don't want to hear crap from people. And every time I do a rant, I'm like, support the NRA, support the ANJRPC. Forget this infighting crap. Let's just get the job done. And that's what I said on Vice News the other night. Let's just get the job done. And forget about it. You want to know something? If we get concealed carry across the country because of a case like Rogers, if everybody wants to have a death match or something like that, well, you could use my new range. Okay, I'll be the ringmaster. I don't care. But let's win something. Let's win something first, okay? Stop this shit because the left is watching us. Every day I get the emails from the trace. I'm on their alerts. And every day it's knock the NRA. And it's this niggling thing. And it's this niggling thing. Every single day. It's part of a plan because they do not want another yes. win in 2020. It is part of That's a plan. what it's coming down to. They right. want the membership to fight against each other. They do not want Trump to get reelected. They want the NRA to spend all their money on frivolous lawsuits, bullshit, and PR campaigns so we can't use $30 million again to get Trump reelected and maybe take over the House again. Right. All right. That's what the end goal is with them. Their end goal is to destroy NRA. Correct. Correct. And and they're using Alinsky tactics to do it. Yes. Unfortunately, there's a segment of gun owners that pick up on that and, you know, want to attack. And they really shouldn't, like you said, Anthony. Because it's human nature. And that's what the left does so well is they use psychological tools and sociological tools very, very well, and they use the media very, very well. Don't take the bait, guys. Okay, no organization is perfect. Every organization has its blemishes. That doesn't mean, you know, X, Y, and Z organization is all good or all bad, okay? It means we're all rowing in the same direction, okay? So instead of nitpicking each other, we need to all focus on where we're headed. There's time to nitpick later, not now. For yeah. sure. And then I get crap online from these guys who were like security guards in a previous life and stuff that they're all tactical uh, mall ninjas and shit telling me that, oh, where's all the big mouth tough guy shit? Well, I wasn't on the board when I was outside criticizing. And because of what's going on with the not-for-profit status and everything in New York State, I can't come out and publicly and say what I want because it will damage the NRA. 
and I, I represent the members, and I'm not going to do further damage to the NRA because some bald-headed bully pussy thinks he's going to poke me to say something back to him online. Doesn't work that way. Okay? For the record, that's nobody doesn't, in the studio now. No, it's nobody it's in the nobody, studio. Yeah. You know, I had one of my <laughs> students took a class with him once, and he cracked a weird joke, and the instructor threw a full water bottle at, a, at his head with intent to kill, and he had a duck out of the way. Ron Sousa. Okay? He told me that story. Never took another class from him again. So I'm not going to get into these kitty antics like that. When it's all over, if you want to meet me in the schoolyard, that's fine. But right now, my eyes are on the prize. My eyes are on winning. My eyes are on unity. So poke me all you want, bitch, but I ain't going nowhere. Very smart, Anthony. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. And this segment is brought to you by, I don't remember. Oh, support the NRA and support the ANJRP. 
PC.org. Listen, this doesn't happen on its own. I, you know, I've been getting a lot of complaints from people saying they're getting tons of emails from the NRA that it's going bankrupt. I have a feeling that an organization we're embroiled in a lawsuit with is sending repetitious emails out to piss the membership even more. Scott's never heard this, so it doesn't represent him. But that's what I think. In the past two weeks, they're telling me it's nonstop. The NRA is going out of business. NRA is not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. But I believe that the people that were embroiled in this lawsuit in are doing this on purpose. Sure. Okay, and it needs to stop. So, but I, I sent an email to someone. But anyway, don't forget Dr. Brian Tans, NewYorkSmile.com. Do not forget. I will be at Blade Show next week. Who am I going to Blade Show with, Sandy? I forget. Oh, you. Oh, me. And uh, Cy, yeah. you have to pack your stuff up today, right? Yep. Okay. Our flight leaves at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Okay. <laughs> me, you, and Cy are going to the Blade Show. We will be there. We're going to tape Gun for Hire Radio 419 from the Blade Show. And, of course, Knife Rights will be there. And they have uh, a fundraiser, Knife Rights Fundraiser. And their website is ultimatesteel.org. UltimateSteel.org. Do you want to support Knife Rights? Let's talk about Knife Rights now. Scott, I wanted Dan Schmutter to talk about this, but Knife Rights has been fighting with the city of New York for nine years about the flicking open of the knives, all right? Mm -hmm. Auto assist or whatever they call it. You get pulled over, you have a knife, it's not an auto assist, a cop tries to flick it, it doesn't flick open, they bring a second cop, a third cop, a then they bring the fifth cop, the steroid monster, and he <laughs> flips it, it flicks open, and they lock you up for having an auto assist knife. It's, it's not even auto assist, just common folders. Correct. Yeah, but it's not an auto assist, but no. they claim it is. Well, they, yeah, they claim it's a gravity knife. Yes. So, nine years of hard work and effort, including eight years of costly federal litigation and the threat of losing big time at the U.S. Supreme Court, has finally convinced Andrew Harpo Cuomo to sign A5944, repealing the state's ban on gravity knives. Cuomo previously vetoed two similar ones, but now he, just like the, the, the transportation case, he's afraid that the Supreme Court is going to take it and whack their pee-pee, all right? The repeal is effective immediately. Knife rights, Doug Ritter, Todd Rathner, Dan Schmutter, Evan Knappen, and also Scott Bach, okay? It's a great organization. Yes. People yeah. need to support Knife Rights. KnifeRights.org. I'm a life They're, member. I buy. Uh, I donate to the Ultimate Steel uh, fundraiser. Go ahead, Scott. They're the NRA for, for knife owners. They're the basically. second line of defense. Right, but, but they're a national organization. They represent knife owners. The New York City victory is huge, and and or the New York State victory is huge because what they've just done is they've just pulled the rug out from under New York City. This, the, I mean, the way this started is New York City was taking people who owned common folding knives yep. and declaring them as prohibited gravity knives. Gravity knives is a specific knife. It's not an assisted opener. It's a knife from World War II paratroopers mm, that when right, you, you, could flick when it you, with, you turn it upside down, right? It. You hold it upside down and push a button and gra the force of gravity pulls the blade out of its sheath. So you could okay. cut the parachute from right. when you were cut in a yes. tree. Yes, and that is a product of the 1950s. The only yeah. people who carried those were paratroopers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay? But they're called gravity knives and so New York, New York City had a prohibition on gravity knives and Actually, what New York City did was they looked at the state's prohibition on gravity knives and they tried to apply it to common folding knives, uh, okay, tactical yeah, folders right. and common Boy Scout knives. And um, and nine years ago, Doug Ritter and Knife Rights sued to have that overturned, and 
you know, the the courts are very um, anti-gun, anti-knife, and it's been a legal slog. And with, through Todd Rathner and their legislative activities, they got the state of New York to pass legislation clarifying the law, and they finally got Governor Cuomo to sign it for the reasons Anthony stated. So bottom line is they have just handed New York City their hat. The state of New York and the governor of New York have just told New York City, stop prosecuting knife owners. Okay, it's huge. It's, it's huge. It, it's, it's extremely huge. And now, so look what we have. Look what's going on with Cyrus Vance here and de Blasio and Cuomo. We got a case sitting in the Supreme Court that was backed and funded by the NRA and the New York State Rifle and Pistol yeah. Association that the Supreme Court took the case. Yep. We had a case at knife rights that took, that was six years, by the way, to get the New York City uh, yep. transportation case. We have knife rights fighting nine years with intermingled with the same legal scholars, by the way, yep. uh, a lot of crossover because one when I go to the NRA annual meetings and I go to board meetings and I go to knife rights, right? Right? It's always napping. It's Schmutter. Mm-hmm. It's Jensen. It's uh, Todd Rathner. It's Scott Bach. It's the same people. So what's going on here is this is a double whammy yep. for New York right now, ladies and gentlemen. And I've been talking about knife rights on this show for eight years. Right, oh, Sandy. Yeah. For yeah. eight years, yeah. I've been talking. When I first met Doug yeah. and Sue, I've been promoting them and talking about them. And you could become a member. It's like thirty-five or forty dollars a year. The NRA is forty dollars a year. ANGRPC associate member is forty dollars a year. You get a freaking newsletter every two months. You sign up for the alerts. You know, and everybody out there. Buy a membership, an associate membership for friends or family, especially the pain in the ass friends or family that ask you, what's going on with the carry case? What's going on with this? Every time somebody comes in my range, we give out about a 1,000 ANJRPC newsletters every two months. Everybody that takes a class gets a copy, and we explain what the organization is. When people come in and ask me questions, like, I didn't know the magazine rounds are 10 rounds now, or something like that, I give them a copy, I tell them, sign up for the newsletters, you know, because now what's happening, like, I do videos of updates on the Rogers case, and I'll post a video, and somebody will say, alright, so what's the next step? They didn't even watch the whole video. Uh. They watched the first three seconds of a minute video. That's the attention span people have today. So what I do is I take Scott Bach's ANJRPC alert link, and I just put that. Like, go read it. I'm not typing everything out on what's (laughs) going on. And then I put underneath it, maybe you should sign up for the updates. We need to do that. Everybody out there listening, between Knife Rights, ANGRPC, and NRA, friends and family, buy them memberships. Tell them they need to stay abreast of what's going on. And we'll, this way, when, when Scott sends an alert out that we need to call our legislators, we'll have that many more people behind us. Listen, this is a chance for us right now. In October, the entire assembly is up for election. In November, we had a 37% to- uh, voter turnout for the gubernatorial election a uh, year and a half ago. This is a, a, a non-presidential election, midterm election. What do you think, Scott? 20, 22% turnout? Tiny percentage, tiny percentage. All the 80 assembly, assembly members. Imagine if we took back the assembly. Mm. Could you imagine? We already got Steve Sweeney back. That's my personal opinion, by the way, not Scott Box. Um, because King Norcross and, uh, <laughs> and Governor enemy, Free Stuff. My enemy is my, my friend. friend. My good friend right now. Right. Murphy doesn't even want to send anything to his office to, to, to vote on. He just wants to put it up for a vote to change the the New Jersey Constitution. <laughs> he just cut Murphy right out of it, which is okay because Murphy's just doing photo ops all over the state and everything. Yeah, so. Showing off those teeth. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. The other day he had pink shirt and pink sneakers on. He was walking down the boardwalk. Pink shirt, pink, pink sneakers. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with that, but holy shit. 
Anyway, even a gay guy couldn't carry that off. It's true. Okay? I'm serious. But anyway, uh, so 80 seats are up for election, even if we have a few of them. All right, now, the recall election is still going on. Our dates are published. They're actually being done at RTSP. They're being done at Bob's. They're being done at uh, Shooters, Garden State, a lot of ranges, a lot of other public places. Good thing to remember that we need 1.4 million signatures. It is obtainable, but even if it's not, it does send a signal in Trenton that there's a million people pissed off, which makes uh, Governor Freestuff even weaker with his own party. Okay, right. uh, so just something right. to think about. So don't give up the hope. And by the way, that's helpsavenj.com, I believe. Right, Sandy? You're mm-hmm. supposed to back me up on this. I'll is back it? you up all day Come long. on, you're the savant. It's helpsavenj. Let me see. I got to find helpsavenj.com. Go on helpsavenj.com. So, Scott, what about the magazine ban now? Uh, people are always asking what the update is. Can okay. you just tell people what what's going on? Because sure. California has a case too. Yes, yes, it does. So and go that, ahead. Uh, okay, so what's going on in the New Jersey case is you know we we front loaded our effort and tried to get an injunction stopping the law from being enforced, and we took that up to the middle level federal appeals court, which unfortunately said no. So now we are back at the trial court where normal process it's basically it's going to be a slow difficult slog okay it's going to get more interesting about a year from now okay um but pretty much we're waiting for the lower court to to act on various motions uh, in the case to move the case forward but if anybody anybody thinks that that the new jersey initiated case or the New Jersey based case is going to change anything in the next year that's not going to happen so um, now there is that California case that's ahead of the New Jersey case and that one could make it to the US Supreme Court first and if it does all the better okay I predict that this Supreme Court would either do what it did with Rogers or directly grant or agree to hear the case it's called granting certiorari so that's that's what's going on with the magazine issue. Um, we're on hold with it. It's going to be a long, tough slog on the Jersey case, unfortunately. But California's ahead of us. That's right. And, you know, there's so much going on with the Supreme Court with Second Amendment stuff. If it happens next year, it could end up benefiting everybody in all 50 states. The, the things we've been waiting for for 30-plus years are virtually on the cusp of happening, I predict, within the next, you know, one year to three years you know there's a a procession of cases and once you see the dam break on carry and with the new york city case i think you're going to see a flood of second amendment litigation once people realize this supreme court is open to writing the ship on this issue i think you're going to see a lot of the smaller second quote unquote smaller second amendment issues uh come to the u.s supreme court in a flood so you know, we're on the cusp of something big. I know most of us are really exhausted and disappointed and frustrated with the results, and it has been a frustrating time. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. We're in a state that's firmly opposed to our rights. We've been dealing with federal courts and state courts that have been biased, and a U.S. Supreme Court that has just refused to review until now what lower courts have done. So it's we've been up against a, stain, a stone wall. But it's like, you know, the, the stonecutter's metaphor. You know, you keep hammering away at, the, at this giant piece of stone. It looks like nothing's happening. But all the while, all these little fissures are, are 
you know, breaking through and permeating the stone, and finally there's one last little tiny hit, and it breaks the whole thing wide open. That's where we're almost there, guys, and we need to just stay the course. I'm not losing faith. I've been in this to win it since 1992. Uh, my last big disappointment was obviously the Drake case, and that was yep. five years ago, and now having a split in the courts and having a Supreme Court that's a in much better shape in my eyes and you know uh, Dan Schmutter said the other day Trump has flipped like two or three courts already too, yeah. with lower court appointments so uh, that I think he has one more uh, one more appointment in the Ninth Circuit and it's going to be even regardless of what anybody thinks about Trump whether you like him or hate him I'll tell you what what he's done in the federal courts is huge huge <laughs> it's, no seriously um, Obama he appointed is, over 300 judges in eight years. Trump appointed 100 in his uh, first two years. He is doing, listen, they have their heads screwed on right. They are taking back control of the courts at the fastest pace they can. It would basically, if he continued that pace, it would be 400 appointments in two terms as opposed to Obama's three, I think it was 330 in two terms. So well, let's do it. Yeah, and then since Mitch McConnell changed that uh, cloture move yeah. where, you know, blue cards from the state you reside in, you don't have to have it on the floor for 30 hours. It's only two hours now. So the appointments are going smoother. And McConnell said that if a judge... A Supreme Court justice needs to be replaced in 2020 election year, he would push through and do it uh, in 19, excuse me, uh, because they're the party in charge. The Democrats would do the same thing. Oh, it could be 2020 would, also. 2020 through, through yeah. November, yeah. Yeah, so the Democrats would do it. So of we course, should, yeah. you know, it was, what's his name, Harry Reid that, you know, got rid of the nuclear, you know, instituted yep. the nuclear mm-hmm. option. So guess right. what? Yeah. What goes around comes ways. around right. and right. tough shit. Now, Scott, you're not that versed in it, but Jensen is all also handling the cheeseman Gillard case, oh, which good. is yes. slow rolling yes, through. Yes. And I always pitch that case because they're, you know, J Factor, Cheeseman, and Gillard, they're all good friends of good mine. Good guys, good guys. You know, you know, and we've created a lot of unity with everybody, yep. and Mark Cheeseman and I see eye to eye in about 90% of the stuff. When I post uh, stuff like Roger's case updates or something, someone in the group will post. Uh, can you give me more specifics? When did this case start? What is that? Mark sends me a Mark sends me a message. He goes, "How do you deal with these comments?" I emailed him back. Drugs. <laughs> it, it's like where where have you been? Yeah, right. Where have you been? What's the Rogers curse? Right. First I've heard of it. What's the Cheeseman Gillard case? First I heard of it. What happened with the Magban? First I've heard of it. Please leave me alone. <laughs> I got calm, enough calm, going on. Calm I'm, down, Anthony. Yeah, I'm at the edge of my seat waiting to see what's going on with the Rogers case, and you're asking me what the Rogers case is? I have an idea. Google it. Yeah. Anthony, Google that's it. just the nature of the beast. No, no, no. I know. And, and you know what? And I'm always respectful. I don't want to hammer people because that's what I think Mark well, Cheeseman was getting at. He's like, don't you want to reach through the computer and strangle We live yeah. and breathe this stuff. Correct. Right. Exactly. Correct. Not everybody does. Correct. Right. And, and I'm always does. there. To, that's why I, I do the rants, the one-minute rants. Right. You sent an alert out. I take it. I highlight a few things, and then I get up, and I talk about it, because a lot of people are visual today, you know? Mm-hmm. But I always include the link to the ANGRPC alert. Thank you. You know, well, yeah, because I want, yeah. because you want all the, the data there, yep. but... Sometimes people just want to hear that one, and a lot of people, the majority, will be like, thank you so much for keeping us updated, you know, because they don't know what's going on. I did the same thing December 10th with the mag ban restriction because so many people didn't know because the government didn't issue a presser. 
the media didn't because they want right. people to get caught. Right. That's right. All right. It's yeah. we're, it's a it's the perfect shakedown and setup. Sure. So w- I continue to do that. I have no problem doing that. I shoot these one minute videos. Napin stops by, I get them. Schmutter stops by, I get them. You're doing one with me today. You Uh-oh. don't even know it. No yet. pressure. After, no pressure. After the radio show, we're going to do one about unity and what people need to continue to do. But so look at all these things that are going on, and it seems like they're all coming to a head, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is all coming to a head. Listen, we've been working on this issue, you longer than I, but I've been working on it for 20 years. Yeah, but you've been working on it deep. I, I'm, well, I've just you, been you, on the no, periphery. No, you, you're not giving yourself enough credit, okay? I mean, you've built a, your own phenomenon through Gunfire Radio and the work that you do in a way that no other organization has. But listen. It's because he's it's, Sandy. I hate him. We are not... <laughs> destined to try and fail forever. No. We've been doing this a long time. Most people would have given up long ago. Sure. And, uh, That's very true. And, you know, a lot of people have left the state and whatever else. As long as we're here, we're not giving up. We're going to see it through. We are on the cusp of great things happening. And yeah. can't you just wait? Just wait until the U.S. Supreme Court jams it down New Jersey's throat. You know what I'm really waiting for? I'm waiting for the 40 other states that have been telling me to move for the past 20 years. I want to say, check it out, guys. New York case, New Jersey case, California case. We got everybody else's rights restored across the entire country because we all decided to stay and fight. And we didn't run and wait for it to come to us like the cancer that it is. That's right. right? It is coming to them. And and they're not prepared to deal with it. Correct. And the problem is, every single week, another 10,000 people leave the state of New Jersey and go into those other 40 Yes, states. well, congratulations <laughs> to them. Okay, yeah, I mean, exactly. we don't want to discourage people from punishing the state, but yeah. whatever. But, yeah, bye-bye. By the way, the Cheeseman Gillard case, it's GoFundMe.com forward slash restore dash carry dash NJ. Both their cases were denied. David Jensen is uh, priming the pump on this case. A lot of other people are helping. Support those who support you. They're all great guys. If you don't donate, I will have J Factor put you in a headlock. And that could hurt. That yes. could hurt. Yeah. He's a big guy. I've seen him bench press like a thousand pounds. So, <laughs> with one hand. <laughs> For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience and makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction, and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left, you'll see our large classroom, and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. 
as you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. So Anthony Calandro from Gun For Hire Radio can be found. Ants Rants and all the information, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and the uh, Soyuz uh, uh, satellite in Russia. I'm broadcasting now, comrade. <laughs> is that, is that Apollo Soyuz. Up? Yes, it's still up. Okay. I'm surprised is it's, it's, still, it's still up. I don't think it's working. It's still, it, it, it's still up. Isn't, okay? that, isn't that direct current, not AC? Yes. <laughs> uh, don't forget... <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, Evan Knappen, U.S. Law Shield, June 22nd, it's a Saturday, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. in Clifton. You can go on to U.S. Law Shield's website. You can mention Gun For Hire Radio, and you want to sign up for this class. I will be there talking that day as well. It's June 22nd from noon to 3 p.m., and uh, Evan Knappen will be there uh, presenting. So it's for U.S. Law Shield. You want to check them out. Great organization. Um, they'll support you even if you get in trouble with any weapon, not just a gun. Um, it's just good to have in your pocket. Scott, you're off the air for a second. I have some political endorsements <laughs> as Gun For Hire and Anthony Calandro. These are my personal and business political endorsements. Don't forget about Maggie uh, Giamenico, uh, the uh, Elmwood Park. She's running for mayor. Maggie Giamenico. Also, Edward Durr in LD3. Tom Mastrangelo, Morris County Freeholder. He was trying to make it on the show today. Tony Gallo in Middlesex County. GalloForSheriff.com. NRA instructor, Boy Scout, supports Lake Island, strong Second Amendment supporter. Man, would it be nice. He will reject sanctuary cities if he's elected as Middlesex County Sheriff. All right? So we want Tony Gallo for Sheriff. And the last one, how could I ever forget? MPC. Michael Patrick Carroll is running for surrogate for Morris County. I'm supporting him. I don't even know what a surrogate is, but he asked for my support, so I'm supporting he him. Surrogates administer probate when Sur people pass surrogates away. Surrogates administer probate when people pass away. Okay. Now, still you were not supposed to be here for the endorsement. 93% of okay. the audience still has Mike, no idea what the hell You do? I love <laughs> MPC. Are you impugning my integrity as an attorney? No, not at all. <laughs> MPC has been a strong champion of ANGRPC and Second he, Amendment rights forever. Good man. Very all right. Good man. So I love him. So, Scott, last week, Governor Freestuff had a roundtable, and they had all anti-gun people 
talking about gun violence. Were you invited? I was not invited. I was. I do not have a seat at that round table. It's a more like a square table or rectangular table or triangular. Or an upside-down table. Upside-down upside down table. Were, were any guns there? I mean, represented? O- I mean, only, just only the law enforcement that were carrying them oh, there, protecting <laughs> the governor and, yeah. and the, the team. Listen, the, so far this year, there has been no legislation that has moved. This is frustrating the heck out of Governor Murphy and his minions that, you know, have plans and different rounds of activity. Um, In fact, the same time this roundtable was happening, uh, Lou Greenwald uh, in the Assembly, Assemblyman Greenwald, big anti-gunner, was announcing a new four-bill initiative, which includes um, regulating the sale of ammunition and calling for requiring... Uh, firearms ID cards to be renewed every four years. With the training component. With a training to component. To possess, not yes, to carry. To possess. And yes, with a training component, which by the way, I'm speaking against that, and I know you are too, Anthony. Yes. Even though you, your business would benefit no, from no, that. No, no. But it's I'm a making slippery a, slope. I'm making a yes. point. And the point is, you know, NRA could easily endorse something like this because NRA and training businesses stand, you know, to if you're regulating a million people, you can make millions of dollars doing this. We're opposed to it because you shouldn't have to be trained in order to exercise your constitutional right. Did I? Did you or I have to take a course before we're enabled to, to speak? speak publicly on the show? I would have failed. <laughs> or I would have had my credentials pulled. Sandy, customers approaching me. I go in a gun store. And they're like, I saw the new bills. You know, it goes, I, I don't mind if somebody's got to take training because, you know, like oh. you have to take a lesson to carry. Good. To Encourage drive a car. training. Don't mandate it. So this, that's right. So here's what I said. I said, okay, so you're 67 years old and you're legally blind. You can still see, but you're legally blind. And your grandfather passes away and leaves you some family heirlooms that he carried in the Korean War and a couple other collectible guns. And you don't qualify to pass the possession test in the state of New Jersey and they take, they seize the guns from you or they force you to sell them to a third party. You're okay with that? Oh, I, I, I didn't even think about that. You're in a wheelchair and you have Parkinson's disease and your uncle dies and leaves you his gun collection that's worth a half a million dollars and you, you're not, you can't pass the possession test. You're going to have to sell them to a third party or the state takes them. You're okay with that? Oh, I didn't even think of that. I'm like, you know what? To drive a car is a privilege. To own a gun is a right. There should not be a training component for mere possession. Right. You have people that possess guns that don't shoot them. Right. We have collectors here that are members of the range, so they could do the free gun transfer. Mm-hmm. They only paid a, a legal $15 NICS fee. These guys buy four or five guns a year. I'm like, I never see you come in here to shoot. Oh, I don't shoot. I just collect. I yeah. collect old right. guns. So people right. invest in guns. Correct. Of so course. now that yeah. guy's going to have right. to take a class, and he's going to have to take it every four years. So what happens when you get to that point where you can't take it anymore? Right. Exactly. Because of your you. vision. Those are going to take your guns away. Right. So let's look at it that way, ladies and gentlemen. He's right, Scott. Encourage training, but you can't. Because then I said, all right, they're going to mand- mandate training. What is it going to look like? And mm-hmm. what are they going to add to it right. every year? Right. And how much is it going to be? And how tedious the is the process? It? Right. And it's four years now, and then it's two years in the future, and then it's every sure. year, and then it's... They, they keep raising the bar to right. make it harder and harder right. and harder. And before you know it, we're New York City. It's that whole salami theory of negotiation, you know. I'm going to take I'm going to take everything you've got just a slice at a time so you don't realize it. So I, I guess you weren't invited to the roundtable. I was not invited to the roundtable. I've never been invited to a Murphy roundtable. 
By the way, if you look up the definition of roundtable, roundtable is supposed to include all sides mm, and an yes. open discussion. Wide but it's, it's you know, seriously, it's a one-sided yeah. preaching to the choir, right. uh, you know. Well, again, it, pandering for votes, the same reason he had on pink sneakers and a pink T-shirt walking down the boardwalk. It, these guys, I wonder if they're ever really <laughs> serious about anything. It really clashed with his teeth, too, by the way. I know. But that's another story. Yeah, Go the ahead. yellow. It was just the, the pink and the brown, yellow. Right? Yeah, it just didn't Yeah, it just didn't work. Millions of dollars, hundreds no. of millions, oh, and no so, teeth. So they have these round He's tables. He's a poster boy for orthodontists everywhere. <laughs> yes. So they have these round tables, and they introduce these four builds, and Lou Pompadour Greenwald is all pitching for them. <laughs> and Pompadour Greenwald. He does have a Pompadour. He has a Pompadour. He yeah. does. Yes, so he I does. always think of, like, Tutti Frutti when when I see him. I, like, I, oh, I can't, Rudy? Yeah. I can't help it. So they have these round tables, and while they're having this round table, a guy who was arrested about 15 times, and he got five years in jail for weapons possession in Pensgrove. He got out of prison early release, and he was out of prison for eight days under you know all the new prison reforms and stuff. And he killed his ex-girlfriend. He shot her with yeah. an illegally possessed gun. So it was the gun's fault. Was not addressed in that roundtable, and it's not addressed in the four new bills oh. that were introduced. So this, we the law-abiding citizens, we see this stuff and we see right the, through it. The bills are not designed to address that person. No. They're designed no. to address you and us, me. Right. They target us. Why would you call for a firearms ID card renewal unless you were regulating the people who possess firearms? Because we all know MS-13 is sitting, going, well, getting they, they, FID they, cards. That's right. They get their they FID get, card. They go down to their local down. gun store and sure. purchase their guns Right. There. And they okay. submit their It's <laughs> about here, legal gun owners. This is the MS-13. <laughs> Yo, SA, I can't go to the mass shooting tonight. I didn't get my permit, man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> right? No <laughs> comment. Seriously. <laughs> Think about it. Seriously, it's pissing me it's, off. Listen, it's just about gun ownership by law-abiding citizens, and you've heard me say this probably on this show. You know, you're a violent, hardened criminal. It's catch and release. Right. You're a gun guy who collects, oh. and you commit a technical oh. violation. We're going to throw the book at you. You're going to jail for 10 years. Low-hanging fruit. Yep. We don't want to go to jail. They don't care about going to jail. They want to inhibit private gun ownership. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Of course, taxing, yes. sure. registrations, yeah. roadblocks when you go to pick up permits, prosecution, scare people. Oh, man, I don't want to get a gun. I read a story about a guy who stopped to pee and he got three years in jail. Right. Oh, man, I don't want to get a gun because right. they changed the laws. They don't tell us. I don't want to have illegal magazines. Scare, 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 scare tax, sure. tax, tax, scare, 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 tax, tax, tax. Now you go from a million gun owners to... Three to a quarter of a million gun owners, and nobody cares. Bravo! And, and in, in New Jersey, they know that they know that our because we never come out. We everybody, everybody, you know, bitches and moans behind the scene, but the, but they don't go out. They don't. We we have jobs. We're not going to spend the kind of money that you're going to spend that you need to spend in order to get a real movement going, which is basically a fake movement. The left side knows that they're paying people, giving them lunches, putting them on buses, getting the Starbucks for them and having them show up with pre-made signs. We don't do that. And that's why we will always be ineffective, because that's the only stuff that works. Everybody else has got jobs. Nobody else, you know, our side, unfortunately, we're carrying the weight of everything else, and everybody else has got the. the That's just the way time. it is, though. Uh, it is just the way it is, yes. We have to deal with that. I'll and take it. And we do. Yes. That's and right. we do. And we That's have. Right. You know, we, th this is. And again, that's why we're here. It, the biggest problem I, f I find, though, is the. 
it's not apathy, it's just the disconnectedness of people who are in these groups, they're on Facebook, they're whatever, like Anthony is saying, then they bring up the fact, well, what is the Rogers, what is that? Well, is it we the only ones who care, or? Yes. Yeah. No, I listen, everybody cares, but to a not degree. everybody keeps yeah. up with this. Right. They, just I, well, they know there's a group out there right. that's dealing with it, and yes. they don't yes, want to exactly. get into they it. Exactly. They advocate okay. responsibility. It is what it is. And yes, like exactly. Anthony said, we'll take that. Right. Scott, right. Thank you for everything you've been doing. Thank you. And the NRA and the ANGRPC. Uh, let me tell you something. We all are fighting here. Mark Cheeseman, Gillard, J Factor, Rosie from CNJFO. The guys and girls at Knife Rights, I'll see them uh, next week at the Blade Show. We'll be at the Blade Show. We're going to be there. We land Thursday, and we leave on Saturday, so we'll be walking the show. We're going to do the radio show remotely from there again this year. I'm sure Evan Knapp will be there. Todd Rathner will not be there, but Doug and Sue Ritter will be there. My boy Slav from uh, Silver Anarchy will be there, and uh, you'll love his stuff if you want to check him out, and Valhalla Paracord. Uh, they're great guys. So I have a ton of classes. We have instructor classes coming up, urban carbine, urban pistol, rifle, shotgun. So, again, support those who support you. Stop the damn infighting. Don't listen to uh, wannabe mall cops about what's going on out there. And let's get it done. Well, it looks like you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music is in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, an NRA board member, and the rest of the crew here, including NRA board member Scott, Scott Box. Scott Box. Scott Box. Uh, huge. It's huge. Huge. <laughs> and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Please, guys, each one, reach one. Uh, bring somebody to the range. Uh, the numbers are dwindling out there, so push the numbers back up. Support those who support you. Love you guys. See you.